Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Beyond <laughs> Damascus, the show where encounter meets Mission. Yeah. My name is Dan Dimite. I'm one of the executive directors here at Damascus. We are a community of missionaries that are seeking to bring revival to the Catholic Church in America. We want to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of their Catholic faith because Catholicism is freaking awesome. It's an incredible adventure. <laughs> it's not lame. It's not boring. It's not dull. We want to wake up. I'm here today with my good friend and brother in Christ, Brad Pieron and Aaron Richards. Hello, guys. Yes. All right. So today's going to be fun. We're going to talk about the call to mission. And yes. this show is called Beyond Damascus. Our namesake is St. Paul and his encounter with the living God on the road to Damascus and how he was called from that encounter on the road to Damascus to living a life beyond that Damascus moment. And so Woo. often we as Catholics or we as Christians, we can fall prey to like making Christianity just about me where it's like, oh, I've encountered Jesus and I've got this like, uh, and, and the encounter with Jesus is meant to change our lives, set it on a new direction where I no longer exist for me, yeah. but I now exist for mission. And Amen. that's kind of what we're talking yeah. about today. So we're going to start the show in prayer. Who wants to open us up? Oh, I got it. All right. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jesus, we believe that you keep your promises. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, God, you have built us for encounter, for relationship with you, and you built us for mission. That we would, like you say, uh, that we would do the works that you do and do greater works than those. Um, Jesus, help to convict us of the fact that we, we're not living our lives the way that we were created if we're not living our lives on mission for you. I pray that today, uh, as, as we hear the words of today's show, that we would, that God, you would build in us a deep hunger um, that, that wouldn't be satisfied other than by a life poured out. And Lord, we pray that that mission would become abundantly clear to us as we listen to this episode today, yeah. that you would continue to show us the specific ways that you desire us to go out and to bring people to you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Lord you. Jesus. Lord, we just pray that you would bless us, make us missionaries. We thank you for the title to be called a missionary disciple yes, for oh, you. Man. We thank yeah. you for the honor that you have chosen us and picked us to be on your team. We pray that we would live a life that advances the kingdom of God. Yeah. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Father, Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That, that's, a, that's a good word, Dan. What's that? Missionary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, and uh, so, you know, we always say that we believe that we're all called to be full-time missionaries, every single mm -hmm. one yeah. of us, not mm -hmm. just here at Damascus because we work for the church and we work in full-time ministry, but mm -hmm. uh, by the right of our baptism, we are called to be full-time missionaries. Yeah. And if you're in relationship with Jesus, you are by definition a missionary because missio means to be sent out, right? Like the word missionary means someone who's sent out. Sent out from what? sent out from encounter with Jesus, sent out from relationship <laughs> oh. with Jesus, right? Like in the same way that a, a child's born to a family and they yeah. go out from the family, yeah. like they're going out from a relationship. We're so so Brad, you're saying encounter meets mission. <laughs> yes, I think precisely. Whoa. I think Whoa. precisely yeah, that. Blowing my mind, yeah. <laughs> I, I just love, like, if you're new to our podcast, I'm just so grateful for um, the community that God has brought us into in mm -hmm. relationship with each other. That like, Brad, you're just such like, you you live a missionary life. Like your heart is just so sold out to like evangelize as many people as possible. Aaron, yeah. you've just been like consistently showing up day after day for like 20 years, just mm -hmm. all in advancing the kingdom of God. And like, 
It's just, I think because brag, of- Brag on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, actually, it was so cool. Like a, uh, It was like a year or uh, ago, maybe it was two years ago now, yeah. that I was preaching at a conference. It was the same day, uh, the same weekend where I had like had this, uh, at, when I was 18 years old, I had this incredible encounter with Jesus Christ where I just said, Lord, I give you all of my life for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. There's no turning back. And it had been 18 years later, and it was neat wow. to like realize like I've now been living on mission longer than I was not living on mission, yeah, you know? And it's yeah. like, cause I didn't think like, dude, 37 years old, I get it. Li- like it got like, if God like wants to keep me alive and keep going, like I get another 40, 50 years like yeah, on yeah, yeah. mission. A couple more right? at least. <laughs> and so this is so exciting uh, mm-hmm. uh, that we get to live this life. That's and, right. But I think it, uh, like there's something profound of what's happening here. So if you're new to the Damascus community, yeah. uh, five years ago, we started a missionary community. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was Aaron and I and, and a few others. Um, and Brad, uh, I remember like when you first said like you wanted to be a missionary with us, right? Yeah. Um, there was you and three other people. But mm-hmm. that like first like time when we were talking about, okay, well, let's sign up to be a missionary, yeah. if you will. You almost like... There was this question of like, uh, like I don't know if we'll have enough work to even yeah, like what yeah. what is our mission? What, what does are we that mean? Do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's the question that we all have. Like, <laughs> it's, How it's far just, we've come? It's just well, no. It's so funny because I think like that that was of course like a practical question, but yeah. also it's the question everyone asks when they first hear they're called to be a missionary. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do like, I do? And yeah. I think and I think first it's before it's a doing it's a it's a being, being. right yeah, that right. like. I am a missionary. By right of my baptism, God has called me to be a missionary. So like, mm-hmm. like that's who I am. I'm I'm a disciple. Yeah. And I'm a, a disciple that does mission. And yeah. uh and that once I come to know that by my very essence I am mission, mm-hmm. I am missionary, mm-hmm. then the activity naturally flows forth from it. Like and but I think it just to testify to what God's been doing, like in those five years. We we started with a community of seven of us that were yeah. full time missionaries, mm-hmm. and now we have over a hundred full time missionaries in our community. And I just think there's mm-hmm. that God is moving in power. And our mm-hmm. goal for this podcast is to take what God's doing here and to take it beyond Damascus to share with people yeah. the power of what God's been doing here. Mm-hmm. Aaron, why has God put a missionary heart in you? Well, I, I'm just reflecting on that word, and it's. Uh, I feel like there's a there's a a move that God wants to do in us and in the hearts of our listeners on that word today. Mm-hmm. That you know when when you receive a title, uh, there's often like a a worth and an affirmation an affirmation associated with that at, mm-hmm. at work or on yeah. a sports I'm team. I'm a doctor. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a lawyer. I'm, I'm the a, captain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know Dan and I. So we we started using the term missionary here at Damascus. Um, well into our engagement. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so we, Dan and I started with Catholic Youth Summer Camp in 2001. We've, we've been engaged with this program for over 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was five years ago that we started, like that I think God revealed that, that terminology missionary to us. Yeah. And there've been a couple moments um, throughout the last few years that I, I believe God's spoken very specifically to me mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. there's a part of my identity that needs to be affirmed when I actually, I receive and accept that, that call and that mm-hmm. that title, yeah, yeah, that God's called me to live a missionary life, and I want to I want to just speak that right now. I feel like the God, I feel like that that God has His hand on that word today yeah. for even those people who are watching the the show with us today. That um, God desires for you to accept that mm-hmm. that 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 title on your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, God, <laughs> God desires for you to accept that title of of missionary. 
Mm-hmm. That there's something about you that that can be different when you step into your identity mm-hmm. than than the day before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That your life can be marked in such a way that where you go is marked by transformation. Yeah, yeah. I I was blown away when Francis became Pope and he puts out his first letter to the church, uh, the joy of the gospel. Yeah, and he says, "I am mission," and it's like, dang, that's it's like a, it's a that's an identity yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I am mission. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do missionary work. I yeah. am mission. Yeah. My my essence has changed by right of my baptism. I've been mm-hmm. transformed. I am a son of God. And I am mission. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's an identity of who yeah. we are. And it's bold. There was that movie that came out, <laughs> I Am Legend. And it's like, what? <laughs> like that is so mysteriously <laughs> awesome. Isn't that about like zombies? <laughs> I think it might have been. I don't know. I used to remember the title. I don't even know if yeah. I watched it. But um, I, I don't know. To, to Aaron's point, I, I think it's important for us to recognize like if the church isn't a building but a people, yeah. then like the the church is a mission. Yeah. That, and that that is predominantly what the church was made for yeah, was yeah, mission. Yeah. And if the church isn't a building, again, like we're saying, it's a people, then we're called to mission. You know, it it reminds me of this uh, this time in college. So I had just really come into my faith. Now, cradle Catholic, right? Going to mass every Sunday, but I had really just taken ownership of it. And I came home after mass one day and I was talking to an atheist friend of mine. And this atheist friend looked at me and I, I remember he said, Brad, I respect that you're going to mass as often as you can. And I I just wanted to like ask you, so a a huge wrestle that I have about the idea of Catholicism, the idea about what you proclaim as a Catholic Mm -hmm. is that all the Catholics I've known have always told me that the real presence of Jesus is in the church and that you receive that real presence of Jesus when you're at mass. And then you're called to leave mass and to be that presence in the world. But I can't help but notice that every single time I see someone go into that church building, they come out the exact same person they went in as. (laughs) Ouch. And all of a sudden, like, something in me broke. You know, like those moments that we have. I guess we we call them encounter moments or or whatever, but something in me broke where I was like, yeah, Jesus, I I repent of that. Like, I'm so sorry that I go in and I come out the same. Like, anytime I go into a church, it's not supposed to be, me going in and leaving Jesus behind. It's me going in and leaving me behind and like him coming out in me for mission in the world. Like I am mission. Like I am church. Like I am what God desired for the world. We actually named mass after mission. Like the word mass comes from the Latin word missio, (laughs) Missio, which means to be sent. Exactly. Missio is mission. And we have to be sent from something. And that's from the presence of God, like into the world. And Man, have we forgotten that? I feel like sometimes we have. Exactly. I mean, so, you know, we've talked a lot, like it's encounter meets mission. And like Benedict XVI, he said, being Christian is not the result of a lofty idea or an ethical choice, which first of all, just falls there. That's sweet. So like, you're not Christian if you have the same minds, like the same belief structure, the, the, like the creed is not enough to be Christian, right? It's not the result of a lofty idea or an ethical choice. So it's not this rigid morality, mm-hmm. right? right? It's a life that's transformed. He goes on, he says, but the an encounter, so the, being Christian is an encounter with an event, mm-hmm. a person, yeah. which gives life a new horizon 
in a decisive direction, right? Yeah. That when I yeah. encounter yeah. Embroider Jesus, that on a pillow. Yeah, <laughs> when I have this Pentecost event in my life, right, yeah. where yeah. God becomes real, like mm-hmm. then everything changes. A new horizon. Like I, I, I see the world drastically yeah. different, yeah. and I've made a decisive direction. Mm-hmm. Like my life is yeah. different. Luke nine, like Jesus talks about this. He's like, you, you have to deny yourself pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. And to deny oneself, literally in the Greek, is to disown yourself. That I'm disowning my former way of life, yeah. where yeah. I lived for me and for my world, and now I'm stepping into a new way of life, mm-hmm. a life that advances the kingdom. Yeah. And so to be Christian is to live a life in yeah. relationship with Jesus that advances the kingdom of mm-hmm. God that's insane. No yeah. matter what. It's like, so if I'm not like, it's not that I'm a full-time missionary because I have a full-time job in the church. I'm a yeah. full-time missionary yeah. because I'm a Christian. Yeah. And my full-time mission is to advance the kingdom of God through my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And in my spheres of influence. And, and I think the cool thing is that that's something that's available to us every day. Like mm-hmm. this should, I, I don't know, um, mission trips, like mission trips <laughs> have, have, I think, Given a given a false understanding of yeah, what it means yeah. to, to do something actively in the faith, mm-hmm. I was I was doing an interview uh, with uh, our awesome friends at uh, Intentional Disciples the other day, and uh, the question was asked about an encounter with Jesus. Like mm-hmm. um, so many times, why so many times after an encounter with Jesus is somebody is it's like this fire has been lit under somebody that they yeah. they just can't stop, but. Mm-hmm communicating mm-hmm. the experience they've had. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's just that. Like it's it's that it's that when we have a moment of encounter, the natural like the natural thing that happens to us is that we desire to share. Do you know yeah. what I call that? What? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't Buddy know. the Elf evangelization. Oh man. So Buddy the Elf, this is like the <laughs> yep, best part of Buddy the Elf, right? This always you, happens. You got, <laughs> I, I, I have been told on multiple occasions by random strangers in Walmart, oh. like on the street, that I look like Buddy the Elf, and I take that as a and, compliment. Okay, I was going to say, when they say that, how does it yeah. make you it feel? It makes me yeah. feel amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually... You, it makes me feel mind. embarrassed yeah, know. to know you. <laughs> It might be the joy. It, it might be the joy. I'm just joy. going on the positive side. I need to get a costume. Look on um, the right side. So here's the deal. So in Buddy the Elf, right, he like breaks into his dad's boardroom. He like swings around in a circle, places himself against the wall, and he says, I'm in love. I'm in love. I don't care who knows it. That is the ultimate missionary expression. That's real. An encounter with love. Picking up what you're laying down. (laughs) An encounter with love and the person of love like naturally flows forth to an expression and a sharing of that love. Like I don't hide the fact that that I love my wife, right? Like I, when I love a good movie, I let others know that I love yeah. a good movie. That yeah. when that love with Jesus naturally lets me ex- be expressed in mission. Yeah, right? and I, I love, I love the idea of Pentecost that you brought up because exactly what you're saying, like Pentecost. What, what's so amazing about Pentecost is the apostles for 50 days are confused, mm. and then something happens to them, and they go out, and the world's confused. <laughs> right well, like cool. it's it's serious they 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 are what is happening with my life and, yeah. and maybe some of you listening i know in my experience there's been a lot of times where i'm thinking that and sometimes with the lord and in the past sometimes not with him but just what is what is happening in my life like yeah. how do i make sense of any of this and then the lord breaks through and then i go out as a new person and the world's like 
how do we make sense of this new Brad, right? Yeah. And like the missionary- I ask myself that every day. The missionary is like too? called to look different yeah. because you know, sometimes to your point, like we, we, we overcomplicate mission. Yeah. But if, if the missionary life can be summed up in I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, <laughs> yeah. then like, then I think sometimes we sit on the bench in fear when we need to just get in the game and see what happens. Well, like we're kind of like, sometimes we're afraid to like even express our love for God in the church, right? Like yeah, sure, we're there, we're sure. like, oh my God, like I don't want people to like, yeah. like look at me. It's yeah. like, dude, are you in love or yeah. not? Well, and sometimes like, like I laugh with our high schoolers and middle schoolers that come here. I'm like, have you ever been in the church where you go in and you smile and someone shushes you? Saying, it's a, this is a quiet space. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's a reverent space. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But I'm just so overjoyed to be here with the Lord. That shouldn't be something outside of our normal experience. That should be the experience. Yeah. Right. I love it. I love it. So I want to kind of share just a little bit about what God's doing in the church today. Like this is, uh, I, we are living in one of the greatest times in human history and salvation history. Like God has done some sweet things in salvation history. Like you, you had the whole Abraham time, right? You had the Moses time. Those, mm-hmm. those are sweet. You had like the prophets. You had, you had Jesus like becoming the incarnate son of God. You had the early acts, the apostles. All of this is pretty sweet. Yeah. I would argue that this may be the best time in salvation history, that what's Mm. happening right now. And the the reason is because of what the Holy Spirit is Mm. saying to the church, right? Mm -hmm. Like for the last 50 years, the church has been proclaiming through, you know, John Paul II, Benedict XVI, Pope Francis. It started with uh, Pope John XXIII and and Paul VI. Like the church authorities are proclaiming through the Spirit— a new Pentecost, yeah. a, a, a new Pentecost, a, a Pentecost that hasn't happened yet. That's mm-hmm. going to be new, right? A new evangelization, something that's new in ardor, new yeah, in methodology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This like new evangelization where we're going to win nations like we've never won nations before. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see God move in ways <laughs> we haven't seen God move before. We're going to experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit yeah. in a way we've never experienced the Holy Spirit before. A new springtime. Like yeah. I love the phrase "new springtime." Like the debt. There's been so many. We've been in a season of death, yeah, yeah. and now things are about to bloom again. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves, bam, yeah. we're alive right in the middle during of this time. Yeah. And this isn't like you you say all the time, like like God is a God who keeps His promises. Like God is speaking through the popes to the church, yeah. and He's yeah. going to keep His promise. Something love- new's about to like it's happening, and we're a part of it, and it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. I love yeah. the, the the new evangelization that John Paul II speaks of. Like that was such a a beautiful call to the entire church, and everybody latched onto that, right? Yeah, yeah. So every, you know, at every conference for every parish and every diocese, mm-hmm. every, you know, old lady and uh, every church parish staff, like that that new evangelization was like the, the key there. And then yeah. and then Benedict XVI comes in and drops this bomb. Yeah. And he's like, if if you want, you know, do you, do you know how the, the first evangelization came about? <laughs> Pentecost. <laughs> A, a, an event, a, an explosion of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, um, and yeah. one of the words that describe that describe Pentecost in Scripture, they're hilarious. It's like it's bewilderment. Yeah, it's right. confusion. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. Uh, and 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 there's there's this there's this amazing outpouring that 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 completely shifts mm-hmm. the understanding of 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 who we are as a church. I was mm-hmm. I was reflecting on on Pentecost the other day, and uh, I don't know who I was reading. If this was you who wrote this, there's your credit. Uh, <laughs> On, online, but it was it was it was identifying that uh, 
the apostles had already been mm. on mission, right? Pentecost came after the Great Commission. Yeah. It came after Jesus had sent the apostles to heal and to deliver people from demons in his mm. name, mm. right? They were yeah. already yeah. actively engaged in the supernatural work of mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet, there was still more. There was still, whoa. That, that, that God <laughs> had them, yeah, right? Yeah. Right, right. So, so if, if you have... If you have, in the work of mission, in the work of ministry, successfully modeled yourself after the work that you saw the apostles accomplishing in Scripture, mm-hmm. right, in the Gospels, if if you've gone and you've seen food <laughs> multiplied, if you've walked on water, <laughs> yeah. if you've delivered yeah. demons, right, mm. um, yeah. great. Just making a checklist. Good, good for you. Yeah. Uh, guess what? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's more for you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And and that's that's the the promise of 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 Pentecost. It's that yeah, even the people who were doing doing ministry, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, God says, you haven't seen yeah. anything right, yet. Right, right. And part of that should, like, it, it should intimidate, like, our human faculties. Oh, because, yeah. like, I, I think that sometimes we hear this and we, we think to ourselves, like, I can't even approach that because it's intimidating. Yeah. But, like, the call of us to adventure, like, from the early days of humanity, when I see a mountain, it's intimidating, but I allow it to either repel me or draw me in, right? Yeah. Like there's so many things. The sea, look at the sea. When you look at the sea, it's intimidating, but do you allow it to draw you towards it yeah. or repel you from it? And I want like, I want everything you guys are speaking because I agree with it, but I just want to invite our, our mm. listeners, like make sure that when you see it, you understand that yes, it can be intimidating, but your response doesn't have to be being repelled from it or doubting yourself in it. It can be a draw into yeah. it. Let's well, just, let's pray for openness. Yeah, it's called faith, right? Like that's <laughs> sure. the whole, like if it was understandable, like yeah. then yeah. it wouldn't, like it would require Well, we'd faith. be in control, yeah. right? Yeah, because <laughs> then it would just be me, part, like, I don't know, partaking in something yeah. I invented, not partaking in something yeah. as grandiose yeah. as, yeah, let's uh, let's let's pray in faith that, yeah. that that would actually be activated here um, yeah. on today's show, uh, Lord it. Jesus. As you as you share testimony, as you share invitation, God, as you as you bring us to the intimidating moment of that of that that mountain of that of that completely uh, <laughs> that completely um, impossible mission that you've called us to, Jesus. Whether whether we see that as the evangelization of our family, whether yeah. we see that as just a longing on our heart that God, you've you've meant me for something more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I pray, I pray, Jesus, that that you would that you'd come and you'd build a faith in us yeah. Yeah. that what you've inspired in us, you want to see accomplished. Mm. Yeah, Lord, I, just, ah, I want to see the new evangelization so bad, Lord. I mm-hmm. want to see this world transformed. Oh. I'm so uh, just frustrated and annoyed with the darkness mm. and the reign of the devil. And I want to see the reign of the glory of the King of Kings, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I want to be a part of that. And I'm just, yeah. I'm grateful. I'm thankful that you've invited us into this mm-hmm. time, this mm-hmm. season. I pray in faith that you are about a new Pentecost. I pray mm-hmm. in faith mm-hmm. that you will pour the Holy Spirit out. You are pouring the, pouring the Holy Spirit out in a new way that the church has never seen. And I, I pray in faith that a new evangelization mm-hmm. of nations is going to happen, mm-hmm. Lord, and is happening in your name. Yeah, Lord, open our mm-hmm. eyes to the ways that the new Pentecost is already happening, that we don't need to wait on it but it's been proclaimed to be here. Yeah. So we take our place yeah. in it and we live from it. And we yeah. pray that you would open us to all the ways you want to use us mm-hmm. in this season to bring about your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
All right, guys, can I, I just want to share John Paul a second. So in one of his letters, uh, Redemptorius Missio, the, the mission of the Redeemer, because yeah. if we're called to be mission, I think we should probably look at the mission of the Redeemer. Yeah. And he says, yeah. we, the church is entering into a new missionary age, which will become a, like, that's just crazy. That yeah. The yeah. Pope is suggesting there's this new missionary age, right? Which will become a radiant day bearing an abundant harvest, mm-hmm. a radiant mm-hmm. day bearing an abundant harvest. If, if there's a conditional clause, right? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. all Christians and missionaries and young churches in particular respond with generosity and holiness mm-hmm. to the calls and challenges of our time. Yeah. That, yep. that there's the, like God wants to do something, yes. but there is a conditional clause. I've got to partner with God in yeah. his doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, we've got to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He says, you know, mm-hmm. like remain in me and you will bear much fruit, yeah. but I've got to say, yeah, I've got to say yes. I it's also important to recognize that generosity doesn't just come from giving from our surplus but it comes from giving from our sustenance. Like it's not just the extra, right? If I call someone generous, it's not just because they give away all their extra stuff. Yeah. I call someone generous who gives of the very stuff that they could use in their own life, but they give it away for the good of the person across from them or the good of the community or whatever. So like, I just love that idea that we need to respond with generosity and holiness. That like, yes, holiness, go pursue the Lord, get into a private place with him and have relationship. Oh man. But like, so give me, make more sure than you you're generous to give. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I like, I've been thinking about that with missionary support raising and I'm the missionary program director here at Damascus for those listening. And one of the areas under my uh, leadership is mission support raising. And yeah. I, I've been thinking about this constantly that our missionaries are going out and they're, they're bringing people into a generous giving that they'll be held accountable before on the other side, like when I come into mm. God's kingdom, he's not going to look at me and say, hey, all that extra stuff I gave you, did you give it away? You know, all the money you didn't need, all of those things you you didn't really have use of, yeah. did you give those away? He's going to say, did you give of the things that matter? Like, did you give things that like were of worth to you? Yeah, Because that's generosity. And I don't know, I, I've just been so stirred by that. So like, I think that John Paul II just hits it up. Let's do it. We're going to take right a quick head. break, let Brad calm down a little bit, <laughs> and then we're going to be back to talk about the missionary mandate over our lives. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com radio slash podcasts. He is honored by the church as a saint with the title of the Seraphic Doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. One of the greatest theologians and Franciscan mystics in church history, Bonaventure also wrote a biography of St. Francis that was commissioned by the Franciscans themselves. It took a saint and true mystic to understand a true saint and mystic. He died in 1274. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Divine Intimacy Radio. The greatest joy in my life is helping others to come to know Christ more fully. And there's no better light on this path, the path to deep union with God, than the wisdom of the saints. Talking about this daily on EWTN Radio is one of the great joys of my life. Divine Intimacy Radio, Sunday, 6.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m., and 11 p.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. 
Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Hello, welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. mission. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, our call to <laughs> that mission. That was the mission. That was. I mean, I was setting you guys up for glory. Yeah, yeah. Just like, mission. I was taken by surprise. Yeah. I mean, was that was the first time we've ever done of that. Encounter meets mission. mission. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't cheesy or stupid. Um, all right, so encounter meets mission, and we're just talking about our call to mission, yeah. uh, how that relationship with Jesus naturally overflows into this missionary mandate. And did you guys know that Pope Francis had a dream? Oh, I'm ready to hear it. So, so Francis, he says this, he says, I dream of a missionary option that is a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything. So he dreams of a missionary option, uh, a missionary impulse capable of transforming everything. He says, so that the church's customs, so he kind of just calls out the church. So the church's customs, her way of doing things, times and schedules, language and structures can be suitably channeled for the evangelization of today's world rather than her self-preservation. So he like, ah! so he's just like, listen, right now, without yeah. this missionary impulse, uh, the church is existing, her customs, her ways of doing things, her times, yes, her schedules, yes. her language, her structures are currently channeled towards her self-preservation, I, right? I love that. That describes and, so perfectly everything that anyone who hates the church hates. Yeah, that's yeah. real. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and this, the, we need to be like, we need to be channeled towards evangelization. Yes, yes. Everything we do, channel towards yes, evangelization. And it always has to be both and, but so mm. often it becomes either or. And when we choose one side and we don't include the and that is mission, yeah. we 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 effectively well what? Discontinue the the I don't know, power of the structures that are at play. Like, um, yeah, that missionary impulse that like it would become so I love that word impulse. It would become so second nature to us that my natural reaction to something is missionary. Mm -hmm. That my natural reaction to seeing someone in pain is missionary. That my natural reaction to seeing someone that seems a little off in public at the mall or at a restaurant, yeah. my natural impulse is mission. Mm -hmm. My natural impulse isn't, well, I'll just kind of see how things play out. Do? My impulse is like either praying right there in the moment in intercession or approaching the person, right? Like, I just love the idea that that would become so second nature to us. There would be an impulse. Um, yeah, and if, if we're doing that, we will naturally become holy. Yes. Yeah. Like, but, it, you see the Pentecost event the, the, in Acts chapter yes. 2, they're in the upper room. Yep. Then they go out on, so they have this encounter with the Holy Spirit. Then they go out on mission. While on mission, they're like, holy smokes, this is really hard. Yes, so yeah. then where do they go back? The upper room, right? Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> it's modeled after a deployed army that they're like, we go out. We, we advance the kingdom of God, and then we come back to get recharged, refreshed, yeah, re-equipped, yeah. so that we can go out and advance the kingdom again really uh, further. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so let me, let me clarify that, because I think, that, I think it's worth, worth clarifying. I go think it's, it. a, it's a misconception to believe that I go out and spend what I've received, and then I come back and get, and get refilled. Oh, yeah. Right? Let me, let me twist it for us. I don't think that the apostles, when they left the upper room after Pentecost, went and spent their Holy Spirit. <laughs> they ran out of Holy Spirit. And then came back for it's more. It's not a right? gas right. tank. No, no, no. Yeah, that's it's, it's when we say yes for mission, it's then that our capacity is stretched 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to come back because yeah. we feel empty, but we haven't lost anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've gained we've gained a greater capacity for God. Yeah. yeah. So so if 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 I've existed in relationship with Jesus, but I've mm-hmm. never activated yeah. it through an authentic missionary gift of myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel empty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm going to feel empty. Yes. Um. And 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 I'm going to feel like I I, I don't have. Um, I haven't received the fullness of yeah. what, yeah, the ret- what God has for me. Yeah, the return right? is actually a reminder. It's, uh, it's not a refill. There's this it's, there's this concept that we that we that we share here at Damascus that we need to be stretched and be yeah, filled. Yeah, be stretched yeah. and be filled. It's not be emptied and be filled. Sure, and be emptied sure, and be sure, filled. Sure. Well, and if it's I can't be like if I don't go on mission, I'm not stretched. Like yeah, the idea yeah. of being like I've got to do something to like cause that stretch. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, and also like, I think this goes into kind of the idea, we pray that prayer, come Holy Spirit. And I think so often we think of that as an external prayer where it's like, Holy Spirit, wherever you're at, come, right? And and really it's it's actually an invocation to something within. When I say Mm. come Holy Spirit, I'm saying come alive again here. Like I think a lot of times we'll use language like refilling and stuff like that. I, I don't even like that language because I'm already full. I just need to remember that I'm full. Like when I say, come Holy Spirit, he's already here. I'm the one who needs reminded that he's awakening in me. I'm giving him permission to remind me. Like that Mm. stuff matters. When I go back, like uh, Pope Francis hits um, this one on the head too, when he says, um, I'd rather the church be a field hospital than a country club. The idea isn't that like the field hospital is necessary to give me all of the training and Mm. all of the things that I've known before. It's that I go back, my wounds are mended. I'm reminded of the mission at hand. Mm -hmm. I'm brought back to the fullness of health so I can go back and do the thing I was made to do, right? And I I think um, we all agree with that. I think it's just bringing that type of language, I think, is good for us, yeah. that, that I'm going back to be reminded. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that keeps us from being mission is a fear of rejection. And if I wake up every day and I say, I want to be like Jesus, I got to want rejection. You know, like there's there's natural, like the Son of Man was rejected. And he was like, if if I'm not, like, the Son of Man was accepted, right? There were mm-hmm. the, he had mm-hmm. followers. There were people who received mm-hmm. salvation at his hands, and he was also rejected. And so that should be my lifestyle. That there will be people who look at you like you're an idiot, right? Mm-hmm. There will be people at your workplace who stop talking to you because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like don't be annoying, right? But be be anointed and step into those moments and yeah. and have conversations with yeah. people mm-hmm. and try to advance mm-hmm. the kingdom. And some will accept you, yeah. and some will accept the gospel of salvation because mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. and some will reject you. Yeah. And it's almost like as a missionary, we just got to be like ready yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. How do you, so how do you, how do you practically step against yeah, that's like good. being demoralized in those moments? I think it's kind of just like you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> like I think like, and to some extent, like I'm like, um, Jesus uses the words of like wiping the dust off of your feet. Like yeah, that, yeah. like when I go to the beach and I wipe the dust off my feet, the sand off my feet, yeah, I'm not yeah. like, oh man, I got sand. Right. Actually, I do cry a lot because I hate <laughs> sand all over me. But like, it's annoying to have sand on your feet, but it doesn't ruin your life or stop yeah, you from walking. Yeah. And so just wipe the dust off your feet and keep going. And I think what's helped me is two things. One, being rejected by people and realizing, yeah, uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm just gonna wipe the dust and I can move on. Like you almost you get you get accustomed to it because it's part of Christian living. Yeah. Secondly, it's having a Father in heaven who speaks words of affirmation over you. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I get my affirmation not from the person who accepts me, not not even the not the person who rejects me, not the person who accepts me, but only from the Father. And yeah. 
when you're rooted in his affirmation, it, it, you become free from the opinions yeah. of others. Yeah. Well, one more perspective on it too. Uh, I was I was reflecting the other day. My my kids. Uh, we've got Monica and I have four four little kiddos, and uh, they're even the young ones now are getting to the age where they're starting to develop a personality, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's your young ones have a huge personality. They're not just <laughs> starting to develop. Okay. It's been there. So <laughs> so when when my seven year old Rowan like. She's testing limits, right? Yeah. She's yeah. she's learning how to communicate and learning her power of her voice. And when she says something that's like could be offensive to me as a father, I don't get torn up about yeah. it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> my, you know, she she didn't bring peace and understanding and identity into my life, mm-hmm. and she's not going to take it away. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I I know that my relationship with Rowan, mm-hmm. my relationship with Felicity, is is meant to go a little deeper yeah. than. Uh, than a normal a normal encounter, right? Yeah. When I when I love the person that I'm ministering to, and I realize that hey, I, I'm called here so that I can pour out into you, yes, so that you can grow into something mm-hmm. that you're someone that you're called to be, right? Then maybe that rejection isn't going to hurt as bad, yeah, because yeah. you yeah. realize hey, this was my mission in the first place, yes, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stop being called to be a dad because my because right. my daughter yeah. hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well, and yeah. knowing in mission what what is yours and what's not. Mm-hmm. Like my call is to evangelize. My call is not to control how they respond to my evangelization. And so when I can differentiate between yeah, that's your like problem, what's Jesus. my well, no, yeah, <laughs> Open right, no, 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 right. But like that's that's the thing is like I do think we get in this place where yeah. we try to play both sides. Yeah. But the reality is when we accepted the Lord's narrative for our life, we're no longer the author. So like I can't go into a situation and presume what I think would make the best story and make that happen. I, I live out of what God's asking me to do and let him write the story, which ends up being better than any story I would ever write. Yeah. And I think the, um, the point that you made about um, the dust, it, I think it's the Lord was um, highlighting as you were sharing that, just the idea that, that it is important, however, to shake that dust off. Yeah. Because if you keep that dust on your feet and you put your sandals back on, a wound will begin to develop. Oh, yeah. A wound will happen. And then that'll get infected. And yeah. then there will be things that happen. Like yeah. It's actually important that when I leave that scenario, I actually go to the Lord who rinses me with the waters of his spirit, right? Like, yep. like and gets the dust off that. Yeah. Because I, it's not even like, like, you know, it's not my desire to keep the dust on and create a wound. It's just... Sometimes I'm like, whoa, that actually affected me. And then I just start walking because I need to live my life. Yeah. And then a wound happens and it's like, wow, I didn't want that. Right. Yeah. So just an important That's a good word. I think there's a lot of people in church ministry who, who, who did that very thing and they're wounded and they're ministering out of woundedness now. Yes. And it it almost causes there's not the joy of the gospel yes, yes. over their life anymore because the gospel has become a burden. Um mm-hmm. and the the evangelization has become Mm-hmm. Um, a, a rule over them, yeah. and, and and a source of pain yeah. as opposed to a source of life. Evan- like the the missionary mandate should be a joyful expression of the gospel, it and it so it's not like uh, I oh man I ha- like and Paul says this woe to me if I don't preach the right, gospel right, right. right? there yeah. like to some extent there is like a responsibility and obligation mm-hmm. over us. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't feel like an obligation. Like I'm obligated to love my wife and my children, right. like you're yeah, saying, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. But I know it's not but like it also well, brings like, a great joy. Oh, this sucks, yeah, you know? like, yeah, 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 yeah. So no, that's really good. That's really good. I, I agree with all that. I think that 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 has to feel more like a propeller behind. Mission should be more of a propeller mm-hmm. than it is like like a headwind, and we, right? Like it shouldn't. 
it shouldn't like take my breath away or make it hard for me to advance in life. Mm. It should actually be that which is driving me through the yeah. life in front of me. Yeah, it's bringing me back into those places of yes. healing and, and like and encountering the Holy right. Spirit. I think just knowing what we're getting what we're signing up for too. Yeah. Like if I sign up for the military, I'm not going to be like mm-hmm. shocked when I'm like yeah. in, in a bunker, right? right? It's I signed up for this yeah. and like as a Christian like the book of Sirach says, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. Yeah. Like, this is what we signed up for. Like, yeah. I want to look like Jesus. I want to live Jesus's life. Yeah. And so that means I get the glory of the resurrection yeah. and I experience the carrying of the cross. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm blessed by that yeah. because I get to live Jesus's life. Like, mm-hmm. what an honor mm-hmm. to... To get to, <laughs> to get to live his life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and please, yeah. like, if you're listening... Hear the Lord's love for you. Mm-hmm. If you're working for the church and you've come to a place where you feel wounded or you feel spent or you feel exhausted, like yeah. the Lord sees that you didn't intend to keep the dust on your feet, that that you just put your sandals back on and needed to live life that was in front of you. But he has a way to actually heal that. Mm. Like God is a healer. He says, I am Yahweh Rofeha, which means I am God your healer. And mm-hmm. so he wants to heal you so that you don't have to allow that to be the narrative for the rest of your ministry, yep. but the narrative for your past ministry and to step into something new. So just hear that. Like in our conversation, don't hear the Lord's condemnation, hear his love and his invitation. I Amen. love that. Praise the Lord. All right. Why don't we kind of start wrapping up the show with just talking about some of the the foundations of missionary activity. If if we're if we're called to be missionary, right? Yeah. There's I would suggest there's two foundations. Well, not really me, but um, I'm just pulling from our Holy Fathers. But so <laughs> the first foundation that John Paul II lies out, he says, missionary cooperation is rooted mm-hmm. and lived above all in personal union with Christ. Only if we are united to him as the branches to the vine can we produce good fruit? Isn't that the tagline of the show? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like encounter meets mission, right? So intimacy with Jesus is is the first like foundation for missionary activity. And actually missionary activity that's not rooted in intimacy with D- Jesus is a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're in that missionary activity, right, that uh, Paul VI lays out that the, the, the principal agent of our evangelization is, is the Holy Spirit. So I'm not the principal agent of evangelization. It's the Holy Spirit being activated in my lifestyle that is the agent of of evangelization. So my job is intimacy with Jesus, and then um, allow that to flow into the Holy Spirit evangelizing through me. And so it's not like, to some extent, I am missionary and Mm -hmm. I am evangelist, but it's not really me, the source of evangelization, me, the source of mission. It's yeah. me, a temple of the Holy Spirit, who That's has been awesome. transformed by the presence of God, yeah. anointed priest, prophet, and king, is the evangelist, mm-hmm. is the missionary. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. A good good, uh, good friend of mine once said that when you squeeze an orange, you only get one thing, right? <laughs> get orange juice. You get orange uh, juice, yeah. That, that, that as, we, as we enter into that, those moments of, of deep encounter with Jesus, remain rooted in him. And then we put ourselves in situations where, where we mm-hmm. get squeezed, mm-hmm. right? That that's when, that's when discipleship, that's when evangelization happens. We like, to, we like to talk about, particularly in the realm of some of the more like um, evangelistic charisms here at Damascus, that mm-hmm. 
you want to learn whether God's going to move through you to heal the sick. Yeah. You're not going to get a, you know, a, a, a badge that says <laughs> certified healer. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you, you may, but not from us. That'd be really weird. <laughs> you're going somewhere else for that. You're, you're going to find out. I think it might be weird if you got that from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. so, you're you're going to find out when you lay hands on the sick and when you, when you right. pray in Jesus name that they'd be healed. Right. You're, you're not going to learn that you're a prophet yeah. until you open your mouth and begin to speak. Right. Yeah. It's, the the gifts of the spirit are activated for the upbuilding of the church yeah. as we enter into mission, as yeah. we say yes. Yeah, and if you're wrestling with that concept, think about how you've done anything in your life. Like, like <laughs> I, I didn't know that I could snow ski until I went snow skiing. Like, I, I didn't know that I could ride a bike until I rode a bike. Like, yeah. you, you actually, like, it's written into the natural. Like, I think yeah. a lot of times when we get into the conversations about the gifts— we can get into this place where it's like, well, I'm not sure if I believe that. Well, just look in the natural. Well, and, like, look at what God's yeah. written in you. Like, that's how you learn all of the things. So why would that be different than how you learn the things of God? Like, he wants to be consistent so that he can be approachable, so that he can be in relationship yeah. with you, right? Like, Yeah, it's like Thomas Aquinas said, grace builds on nature yeah, right, or something. Right, right, it's like right, we've right. believed this for yes, hundreds yes. of years. <laughs> yes. Well, and I, like, yeah, I mean, and I can have a gift of something, right? Like, definitely, I don't have a gift of snow skiing, but yeah. I could have, like, if I'm gifted at football or snow skiing, whatever it is, yeah. the first time I do that, I may not be, uh, like, all American, right? You almost but, undoubtedly will yeah. not be, right? Like, <laughs> but, maybe a but few I exceptions. But I grow in that but, gift. I yeah. grow in that gift. And the same is with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We are, by very nature of our baptism, gifted yeah. by the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. We yeah. have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but we have to grow in those gifts. And the only way you grow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit practicing. are by practicing the gifts yes. of the Holy Spirit. And, yeah. and we don't talk about that enough as a church. And I think one of the, the things we want to do on this podcast is like we want to actually teach people how to practice the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that they grow in the gifts that they've already been given. Okay. And I think even sometimes, just because it happens, right, mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we help people understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because the church hasn't been doing yeah, it, right. it, it seems different and it seems offensive. And, you know, like, it, it's like, it's not offensive. Like, it's natural. Yeah. Like, grace builds on nature. We have to practice hearing the voice yes. of God and sharing the voice of God with others. We have to practice well, prayer off- ministry. And it's yeah. offensive, not offensive. So like yeah. it, it is on the offense. It's not a defensive stance. If you're new to our podcast, you're going to realize Brad always has these <laughs> sweet one-liners. <laughs> and when they come out, I just get jazzed. Yeah. We've gotten a few of them. All right. So it's not, it's not, it's it's not, not it is offensive, but it's not offensive. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, take because, but I do think sometimes we take offensive moves as offensive yeah. and defensive moves as standard. Oh, yeah. Right? Like sure. in the church, it's like, let's just be oh. defensive and let's preserve. Oh, my goodness. It's right? almost like the Pope has told us <laughs> that we need a missionary impulse that isn't just based on our self-preservation. Yes, but I do think that, like, it, it's important to note, right, that, that Jesus says that he was going to build a church and that the gates of hell would not prevail against yeah. it. That doesn't mean that the evil one has progressed to our gates. Yeah. It means that we have progressed to his We're and his gates can't withstand him. The offensive advance. Yeah. Like yeah. that's important to know. Yeah. That, like yeah, the we're, in, we're, we're, we're winning. We're winning. Like, <laughs> yeah. even, like don't allow yourself to be deceived in the world because the victory yeah. has been won. The war's been won, but the Lord still lets us fight the battles that culminate in that victory in mm. the war. And so yeah. anyway, 
If we if we just hide in the bunker, which I, I for our self preservation, we're gonna die. Yeah, it just is what it is. You'll right? run out and of so food, and you'll you, run yeah, out of yeah. yeah. You just die, and so we have to get out of the bunker. And if 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 you're listening today, if you're joining us, and you've been living in a bunker because it it's on. I mean, the world is scary right now. There's a lot of the the reign of of evil is 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 active and visible, and I think it. Some Christians have been living in a bunker trying to preserve themselves, and our encouragement is get out. Yeah, Like, get out. You may get bloodied. You may get beat up. You may get rejected. But I promise when you're out of the bunker, you're off. You're on the offense. You're on the attack. Yeah. It's a better life. It's the only way you're going to come alive. It's the only way you're going to come alive. Yeah. yeah. That's Amen. Right. Awesome. You're listening That's to so Beyond good. Damascus, the so show where Encounter you know, meets started Mission. Show. Beyond Damascus yeah. is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. I am a very happy, grateful revert to the faith. About 12 years ago, I was surfing the channels, and I found EWTN. I didn't even know it existed, and I heard Mother, and remembered that years ago, I had told a Catholic nun at a church in Boston that I was visiting that I missed the faith, and she said, you will come back. And when I was listening to Mother Angelica, I remembered that. EWTN, communicating the faith. Faith is a precious gift from God. As the largest religious media network in the world, EWTN has an important role in educating others about our Catholic faith and spreading the good news of salvation. We invite you to explore our numerous pages of historical faith documents, prayers, teachings, and other current issues in Catholicism today. Visit EWTN.com and click Catholicism. EWTN, the global Catholic network. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Awesome. That's so good. I just think, so let's wrap it up. You know, we started today's show um, in in discussing some of like the the mandates that the church offers us for living a life on mission. And then I think that that we, we sort of stepped into together just this this affirmation that you were like you were made for this. Yeah. Yeah. You you were you were made for a life on mission. If you felt in your Christian life that you that you are not alive, mm-hmm. this may be the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh we, we can't live a life that's focused on encounter but doesn't lead us into a missionary right. outpouring of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and as Dan mentioned, we also can't try to live that 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 missionary life without being rooted in encounter with Jesus. Yeah. You know, I I look back to our time in youth ministry that um, there were there were certain key moments where 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 people who weren't typically engaged they came together and those were all opportunities yep. where we engaged in active outreach mm-hmm. right if if you're if you're trying to find the solution to reaching out to that person in your life who's just not receiving it right if you're trying to find the solution to activate that thing in yourself that you feel like is there. You feel like it's present, but it's but it's not yet active. Um, make a commitment today. Yeah, yeah. To stepping out, yeah. you know, schedule that ske- schedule that mission trip. Yes, um, yes. G- you know, call the parish and ask where can I be involved. Yeah. Step into you know, gosh, check check out Damascus.net/slash/mission. Yeah. Um, 
you need to seek out opportunity mm-hmm. where that yes can 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 be activated. Yeah. In your yeah. Life. yeah. Amen. All right. So if the principal agent of evangelization is the Holy Spirit. Yes. We need some Holy Spirit. That's so right. why don't we uh, kind of wrap up our show today just praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think the I want to build faith right now just mm-hmm. that um, we don't get one dose of the Holy Spirit. We get a, a continual rivers of life-giving water, as, as Jesus says. It's yeah. a, The Holy Spirit's just, it, the, the mm. heavens opened up at Jesus' baptism, yep. and, and they didn't close. And so we've got access to the rivers of yes. life-giving water, mm-hmm. and that same Spirit that fell upon Jesus at his baptism fell upon us at our baptism. Amen. And so mm-hmm. we just want to kind of enter into a time of prayer where we pray for that open heaven above us. So in the name of the Father, yeah. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Jesus, I want to open heaven. I want Christians who are living under an open heaven where they know and they Thank believe you, that they have access to your Holy Spirit. Yes, God. That the mm-hmm. gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, are, are at our disposal. And so right now, Jesus, we just we look to the open heavens and we say, uh, pour out. Pour out, Holy Spirit. Renew us, refresh us, allow your rivers of life-giving water to well up in us and create a current of grace that infuses in us a missionary impulse that we've never had before. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray for that fire that that came down from heaven um, and and, and consumed the sacrifice Mm -hmm. of Elijah would come down from heaven right now and consume us as your living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Come, Holy Spirit, set us on fire. Yeah. Like we prayed at the start of the show, um, I, I pray, Lord, that you would you, you'd you'd put in us a, a burning and a passion that cannot be satiated by any mm-hmm. other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, as that as that even rises in us right now, I just I feel like um, I, I feel like there's a there's a physical sensation even in in some of our of our uh, listeners who are joining us today mm-hmm. um, as you're as you're watching the show that oh, that that God wants to say that that sense that you have where it's like a, it's a physical longing in you that has to be met by some mm-hmm. way. The only way that you will be satisfied yeah. mm-hmm. is by stepping out of your comfort yep. and by entering into a place where you cannot succeed, mm-hmm. but by his power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you say mm-hmm. that you are the way, the truth, mm-hmm. and the life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we pray as the life that you mm-hmm. would bring all of us alive. Mm. Because it is the alive person that imparts life. And what is a missionary besides one who imparts life? So we just want to bring life everywhere we go. And we need to be alive to Mm. do that, God. So we pray that you would bring us alive, bring our hearts alive with purpose, bring our Mm. passions back to life, bring our love for you back to life, bring our love for those in our lives back to life, bring us back to life, allow us to be alive Mm. so we can impart life to live out this missionary call, that it would become a missionary impulse so that we could change the world around us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting a sense that there's a woman um, that has been, uh, you're in your 40s, and you've had a, uh, a burning uh, call on your heart to be more active in the pro-life movement, and you have uh, been avoiding that call because you're afraid. And the Lord is saying right now, he wants to cast the spirit of fear out of your life in the name of Jesus. I just speak to that spirit of fear and I say, uh, be broken, that that stronghold would be broken over you and that you would step into this missionary endeavor, that the Lord is calling you out of this bunker and into the battlefield. I pray this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.